Hello, hello, good morning. Declare victory. Who's online? Morning, Moxie. It's glorious. Hey, Gloria. Morning, everybody. Hey. Hey, Blessed motivated Monday to you. Yes, same to you. You know who's the greeter this morning? Or the host? Good morning, Foxy Moxie. Um, it's Letitia, but you can go ahead and take over. Um, oh. Because I know you'll be on point and ready. I love you. <laughs> I'll be so ready, especially on Mondays. Okay, send me that script, okay? Okay, got you. Thank you. Good morning. He got our back. Yes, he do, sister. He have our back always. I love you. How's your morning going? Yes, I will definitely add me and my mother on the prayer list. Let me grab a pen. I was realized that. Okay. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call? This is our magnificent Monday, motivated Monday. You are on the wake-up list. God has got plans for you this morning. Have anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your beautiful, beautiful sound this morning. Hey, Mike. It's Dion. Good morning. Hello, Dion. How are you, sis? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm ready for this Monday. I see, I see. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. Good morning, Moxie. This is Lorraine. I'm on with you guys this morning. Good morning, Ray. I'm so happy to hear you back on this morning. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, get ready. Happy to be blessed. Yes. Yes, come on, Lorraine. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Yes. Good morning, honey boom. Good morning, everybody. morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, Good morning, second. Sister Sabrina. How everybody doing? We are so blessed, Sister. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. I have no complaints. Amen. I know. Come on now. <laughs> I shall not complain. I won't complain. Okay. Amen. <laughs> yes. It's good to hear your beautiful sound this morning. Thank you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. You are. Hey, Moxie. Yes. Go good morning, ahead. everybody. Okay, one more time, Michelle. Hold on. Oh, good morning. Who is this? Hello, this is Stephanie. Sister Stephanie. Yes. Saying good, good morning, morning to everybody. It's been it's a minute. Okay Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. God is so good. That's it. Go ahead, Michelle. What was you saying? Yeah. Um, I didn't move it around. Can you add my daughter Asha to the prayer list? Um, she's taken on quite a bit of responsibility, um, but her mother-in-law uh, was admitted to the hospital, and her name is Angie Moore. Um, we're praying for her health and healing. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, she just lost the the father-in-law a week ago, and then now the mother-in-law is not well. Okay, got you. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, good morning, morning. This is uh, Marv on this rainy Monday, but sunshine in his heart. So enjoy the day. Mm. You too. I like that. Marvelous Marv. Yes. One on this rainy morning. But it's sunshine in your good heart. Let, let your light shine. Yes, good morning. Good Hello, morning. Princess. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good this morning. The Dynamite, Demetriana. I just wanted to say good morning. I'm with Marv this wet morning. Beautiful day because we made it. Yeah. So good morning, mm-hmm. y'all. We are the, the, what he says, we are the salt and the light, y'all. Let the light shine. Let his light shine. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning, this is Swanita. Hello, Swanita. Hello, everyone. Hello. Get to hear your sound. Good morning, this is Joyful. Hello, joyful. Good morning. Good to hear your sound this morning, too. Y'all, God, it's so good. Let's see what time it is. Hello, anybody else? Welcome to Declare Victory. We are on the wake-up list, y'all. God got good prayer for us this morning. Hey, hey, let's rejoice and be glad in it. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning. It's Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Get to hear your sound this morning. Thank you. Nice too. Okay, you guys, this is look like it's that time. I'm looking down now. It is 6.06. I need everyone to please mute your line. Please double check and mute your line before we get started. All right. Hello, my name is Maximona, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to, to stay, make sure to stay joining us during the two weeks of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declare will focus on repentance, which is the format that God allows for the forgiveness of our sins. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. We have um, one announcement for today. Okay, first, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters, for married couples or married hopefuls. You can call it to the same number tonight between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, between 8.30 and 9.30 p.m. East, I mean Central Time, and between 9.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll be happy that you did. I did not check the prayer app, you guys. I don't think it was going on there, but we do have a spoken um, prayer request, and we are... Um, Sister Michelle was asking us to pray for her daughter, Asha. She's going through a lot. Um, her mother-in-law is in the hospital, Angie Moore. So we just want to keep the, the family and uh, her daughter lifted. Okay, I'm going to just check the um, app real quick just to see if we have any prayer requests on the app. I don't want to just blow over it. I do apologize, you guys. All right, let me look. There we go. Okay, I don't see no new prayer requests on the prayer app. 
right. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Gloria. The declaration will be brought by Pamela. And then we go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Gloria. And the declaration will be brought by Pamela. And then we go right into closing comments hosted by our declare. And the scripture from today is coming from 2 Corinthians 7, 9 through 10. And it reads, As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Okay, I'm going to read that one more time. I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. Oh, that's so good. For you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to please, you guys, check your phone and make sure you're muted. And please do not come off mute until you're instructed to. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. You guys have a blessed, blessed day. I love you, but you know God loves you more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God tells us to enter his courts with his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. Father, we come to you this morning with thanksgiving. We come in praise and adoration of you because you are God. We thank you, Father God. You said where two or three are gathered together, Lord God, that you would be in the midst. So we thank you that, and we welcome you in the midst of this call. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the opportunity to come together in praise and prayer and thanksgiving and to know that you are our God, that there is none like but none like you, Lord God. There's nobody stronger than you. There's nobody greater than you. There's nobody more um, no, has more knowledge than you. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient, Lord God. You're ever present all at the same time, God. Nothing takes you by surprise, Father. And for that, God, we honor you just because you are God. You're the only true and living God, and we worship you. Father, we come to ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. We come, Lord God, asking you to cleanse us and purify us. Lord God, we ask you to search us out, look at us, see us, Lord God, examine us. And when you find, when you find any sin within us, forgive us and wash us clean and white as snow with the blood of Jesus. Purify our thoughts, our motives, the intent and meditation of our heart. Help us, oh God, my quotable Sandea, by the power of your spirit to be on one accord, submitted and yielded to you. Have your way, Lord God. Cling up our minds. Give us a pure heart, Lord God. Thank you for refreshing by the power of your spirit, Lord God. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come together, Lord God, in the, in the spirit of holiness. You said that they will be those 
who worship you in spirit and in truth, Father God. So, Father, we come in spirit and in truth, Lord God, to say, Abba God, you are our Father. You are our joy. You are everything, Lord God. You are Jehovah Rapha, Lord God. So, Father, as we lift before you the prayer request, Lord God, we know you've got all power in your hands, oh God. Father, we pray for Yvonne and for Miss Shirley, Lord God. We lift them up to you and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. We pray for Miss Angie Moore, Father God. We ask you to bless her, give her your strength, Lord God. We ask you to bless Asha and the rest of the family, Lord God, as they go through the time of Miss Angie's sickness, Lord God, and bereavement from uh, Asha's father-in-law, be transitioning, Lord God. We ask that you be their strength, that you be their comfort, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, for Mama and her, her doctor's visit today, Lord God. Father, we we ask you, I thank you for you guiding, Lord God, for you giving direction, Lord God. Father, I pray for Miss uh, Cindy and Miss as she speaks with the doctors today about Miss Margaret and Miss Margaret. Uh, them transitioning her to hospice, Lord God. Father, I ask you to give Miss Cindy the grace and strength she needs. Lord God, I pray, Father, even for the prayer requests that were not asked, Lord God, but Lord God, that are on the hearts of your people, Lord God. Father God, some are troubled on every side by, Lord God, troubles that are in the family and troubles in the home, God. But Lord God, you said that you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes we are healed. So, Lord God, I ask you and I thank you for healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to recognize, Lord God, that you, Jesus, bore on your body every stripe, Lord God, every everything that we needed in order to give us and prepare to prepare and supply us, to equip us with life and health and strength. You came that we would have life and life more abundantly, Lord God. So we ask that you saturate us with the power and the presence of your spirit. Saturate us, Lord God. Father God, give us a willing heart and mind, Lord God. Help us to change our thoughts, Lord God. Help us to repent before you, Lord God, even as you have caused this month a study of repentance, Lord God. Lord God, I ask you to go into the deep places within our minds, our spirits, and our hearts. Lord God, the secret, quiet, underlying thoughts, Lord God, that the enemy has been able to use and control us with, Lord God. Father, I ask you to deliver. I I ask you to heal, Lord God. I I ask you to make us aware of those things that we meditate on that are not in agreement and in, and in compliance with your word that do not line up with your word, oh God. Heal us, deliver us, and set us free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you to help us by the power of your spirit that not to take sin lightly, Lord God. You said for us to lay, lay aside every, every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us, oh God. So help us to lay down those things that we lie and say that they're not bad, they're not, they're, they're, that they are not contrary, that it's not really sin. It's not, it's just a little bit that God sees and knows. Help us not to be presumptuous in the way that we act and the way that we live and the way that we think, Lord God, and the way that we treat one another. Help us, Lord God, to to share the love of Christ. Father, we pray, Father God, you told us to pray for those that are in leadership. So we lift up, Lord God, our president. We lift up the vice president. We lift up all those that are in authority in any, any aspect, whether it's government, 
our domestic government, international government, Lord God, corporations, Lord God, Father God, over the food supply for our countries, oh God, over the water supply, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would have your way, God. We ask that you would protect, Lord God. Father God, we thank you for your provision, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your creativity and wisdom that you give unto us, Lord God, in order to make things better, Lord God, in order to protect, Lord God, in order, Lord God, to expose the works of the enemy, oh God. Father, have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that there is no temptation common to man that you've not already already made a way of escape for us, oh God. You said, Father God, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all. So, Father God, whatever affliction it is that are facing your people, Lord God, whatever sickness, Lord God, or condemnation is facing your people, God, help us to rely and rest in you and know, God, that you made a way of escape for us, oh God, that you are our money deliverer, oh God, that you are, Lord God, our redeemer, Lord God, that you are the rose of Sharon, Lord God, that you are the bright morning star, that you are Alpha and Omega, you are our very beginning, and Father, you are our end, and as we prepare to take our phones off mute and come together in corporate worship, let's bless God and praise him and thank him for who he is and how great he is, let's make our, let's make our God bigger than our situations and our circumstances. Hallelujah, God. We honor you, Father God. We bless your name, God. You are great and great to you we Thank you, Lord. 
warns us. Um, he showing us a way to live rather than the one that we're living, um, turning away from yesterday and shortcomings and downfalls and entering into this uh, day full of possibilities and opportunities to draw closer to him. Um, it's this radical transformation of the heart and mind. I can't say that enough. Um, a lot of theologians look at this uh, word um, repentance and says that it's not this casual turning away from sin, but it's a decided change of mind. Um, this decided change of mind. Um, in Romans 2, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you by, transfer, uh, by changing what you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is the good and pleasing, uh, which is good and pleasing. Um, so this word, uh, repent, metanoia, um, in the Greek, methonia, um, is this changing. And I want us to really get that, this changing of the mind, changing of the heart. Um, and we're going to look more into the word of God and, um, um, one particular story that I want to dive into. Um, but first I want to um, share um, this, this situation that I went to, through um, back when I was in college. Um, uh, sometimes um, we uh, don't listen to God. We don't listen to uh, instructions that are given to us. And we find ourselves operating out of selfishness and out of the flesh. And we fail to live this lifestyle that we're walking through to get closer to God. And when I was in college, you know, that was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, I remember being in college my first year and my parents were really upset with me because they kept wanting me to come home every single weekend. But um, back then, it was not like it is today where you didn't have a cell phone, you couldn't text, you couldn't do social media. And I was about three miles, three and a half miles from home. And, you know, they really insisted on me coming home on the weekend. But like I said, it was challenging. You had to put these little notice on the announcement board with the little tag so somebody can call you. And you had to try to hitch a ride with another student in order to get home every weekend. And it was um, frustrating. So I started begging my parents to get me a car so that I could get home on the weekends. <laughs> and so my parents ended up getting me this car that I really hated. I thought we were gonna go get this Camaro that my dad had been promised to me in high school. Um, but this was just another broken promise from my dad, you know. Um, I ended up leaving the dealership with this car that looked like a station wagon gave birth to it. I mean, it was like a 1977 Corolla hatchback. My friends and I used to call it Betty. <laughs> and I was only supposed to drive this car on the weekends, but uh, Betty and I went everywhere. <laughs> I remember one time a friend and I went down from Flagstaff to Sedona um, after skipping our morning class. And we decided to kind of veer off the highway so that we could take some back roads so that we could get a scenic view. 
where we could kind of smoke a little pot <laughs> in private. And just a few miles outside of Sedona, I hit this huge pothole in the middle of nowhere. And we heard this huge bang as the front tire hit this um, like pothole. And my car just came to this jarring stop. And we got out and we looked at the car and the damages. And the force of that hit like caused one of the front axle or wheel joints or something to break. And the tire was literally folded under the car. And I was like, so scared. After all, I mean, I was only supposed to drive this car on the weekend back and forth from Phoenix to school. I wasn't supposed to take it off campus at all to go smoke weed, let alone. And my heart was just beating like crazy. I don't know if it was from the anxiety of the weed or if I was just really scared of my dad. So we ended up climbing up the little hill and I we ended up hitchhiking. Um, back then you had to hitchhike. <laughs> so we ended up hitchhiking to the closest service station and I had to call my dad and we ended up getting a um, tow truck to take us back. And that's the way things happen. That's the way sin is in our lives. It's like all of a sudden we have mo moments where we hit this rut and everything goes out of whack and we're left shaking and we're hurt and we're wondering what to do next. And some of these ruts are kind of the results of others' actions. Some of them are the results of our own um, and some of the choices that we make in our lives. And some ruts are visible, like fires and accidents. And, you know, um, some are invisible, um, but they're known to God. And as time goes by, they become very clear to us. Now, you might be asking, what's a rut? Now, Webster defines it as a deep trudge that's divided, that's caused by a back and forth motion of wheels or multiple wheels that come through, cars come through. It's an action sometimes that's hard to change and you find yourself getting stuck in this rut. Oftentimes we, we find ourselves um, struggling with attitudes or habits or behaviors that keep us in this rut. <laughs> and what do we do? Sometimes we find ourselves like trying to push the car back and forth to try to get it out by yourself, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Trust me, we tried that. Or you ask for help from somebody else and you, and it doesn't work. How do you deal with those things that, that cause you to just tie you up in a knot and it causes anxiety and causes all this pain. How many of us has experienced the agony of, of those ruts? Paul talks about it when he says, I don't understand my own actions when I don't do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. He goes on in verse 19 that says, I do not do the good I want, but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. And I think that sometimes if we get God's help, um, we can get out of these ruts. <laughs> I know we can get out of these ruts. It's not easy, but it's an ongoing process and struggle that Paul talks about. In verse 25, he says that, through Christ, we can overcome 
anything that's brought about by sin and its power. But usually our pride gets in the way and it challenges our honesty because we have issues denying the flesh. In the Old Testament, there's a story that see, we see um, this rut uh, that begins to really eat at the heart of a character, uh, David and Bathsheba. Um, David became really famous in in Second Samuel. We see that he's um, it talks about him being famous. He was the king. He had all of this pride. He didn't need or want anything, and everything he wanted was given to him. And so he found himself falling out of um, of line with God. Um, in chapter um, 11, it talks about how David sent Joab into um, the military. He, he sent them out to the army to fight. And he was a king, so he was supposed to go out with the army. Um, but he became um, possessed with this rut that he found himself in. Um, in the following verses, um, we see him noticing Bathsheba in verse 2, and this battle begins inside of him, and he sees this beautiful woman bathing a few doors away, and he asks about her, and he becomes obsessed with her, and finally, he can't control himself anymore. Now, this is a man after God's own heart. And he sent for her, and the result is adultery and illegitimate pregnancy. I mean, this rut became so deep that David couldn't control himself anymore. And it goes from bad to worse because he finds himself in this difficult situation when she returns to tell him that she's pregnant, that he, he ends up doing this thing where he tries to control the circumstance. Um, he tries to cover up everything and try to cover up his tracks and take control of the situation. He calls Bathsheba's husband home, Uriah, and he was such a loyal um, warrior that he did not want to go home to his wife because the fellow warriors were on the battlefield. So he slept in the uh, doorway with the kingsmen. And he, he, David must have felt like so much anger and frustration and shame. So the next day, David invites him to the house and gets him drunk. And he was trying to get him drunk in hopes that he would sleep with his wife so that he would believe that he got his own wife pregnant in order to cover up. Can you imagine that desperation he was going to? I mean, he was working him over, trying to get him to sleep with his wife and cover his tracks but it didn't work. So he goes to the next step, which was to resort to something more heinous. He tried to control others because he was frustrated with his own pain. And he began to um, have, um, like I said, get, get him drunk. He ended up uh, um, sending him back to the um, war and he sends them back with a note to Joah 
to tell him to station Uriah to the front line of the battles where it's fierce and then pull back so that he would be killed. So he'd be out there by himself and be the only one killed. We see in the Bible where David is passionate about God, but in this case, he's going further and further away from God because of the rut that he's gotten himself in, and it gets deeper and deeper. And Uriah ends up dying, and I'm sure David's relieved, but he's still in this rut. Um, then he ends up, um, once um, Bathsheba became, uh, had the child or, or finished grieving, he brought her into his household where he was able to raise the child. And it's believed that before Nathan ended up coming, before God ended up intervening, it must have been about a year uh, because the child was, you know, born and was a full child. And Nathan finally came, God finally intervened through prophet Nathan. And Nathan presents to him this um, situation where there's the rich man and a poor man. And what would you do if the rich man stole you know, uh, an, an, hit an only animal from this poor man. And David was like, I would kill him. And Nathan had to say, this is you. And he had to rebuke him. And what happens next? Um, the child begins to get really ill. Um, and David begged God to spare the child. And he went without food and laid on the bare floor and the child ended up dying and David was stricken. Sometimes the things that we do to get out of the rut causes us to face this pain. And it would have been easier to face the pain if we had done it in the first place. But when things are left unaddressed, it finds us isolated from God and from others. And what ends up happening was David wrote one of the greatest chapter in the Bible on repentance. In Psalms um, 51, where he says, blot out my transgression, cleanse me from my iniquity, for I know my transgressions and my sins are ever before me. He goes on to say, not only have I sinned, but I've done evil in your sight. He goes on to talk about how he wants um, God to cleanse him and make him white as snow. Um, in verse 6, he says, um, behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you touch me with wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be whiter and cleanse me, and I shall be cleansed, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He goes on in um, verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. And David continues um, in Psalms 51 to just pour out his heart and repent to God, you know, all of his transgressions and what he did. And he, you know, because he was really feeling 
um, horrible because he had caused himself to separate from God. And as he begins to pray, the Bible talks about that Nathan says that, you know, your sins will be forgiven. And he goes on all of the curses that Nathan had once said would come to him. He ended up saying, reversing them and saying, you know, this will happen. You'll be great. You'll be do great things for God. And so it just goes to show how sometimes our ruts can get us into so much trouble. Sometimes the sin that we um, do in silence will end up coming out <laughs> to this huge thing and it begins deeper and deeper. You know, like whenever we tell one lie, we tell another lie to try to cover up that lie so that that lie doesn't, you know, make sense. And then we end up trying to tell another lie or do something else to try to cover it up. But God wants to restore us. God wants us to return to him. He wants to return us to that former re uh, condition, that former relationship with him. He wants to reinstate that. Um there is only one thing that can help us out of those ruts and those times in our life, and it's God. And it's about forgiveness from God through Jesus Christ, and forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ, because only God can help us through those ruts and uh, uh, bring us back to a place where we were before with him, to uh, uh, living this changed life, but we have to believe that God can help us. First, we need to know that we're not alone and that God is with us always um, and that we must repent and turn away because God really cares about us. In Psalms 110, he says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Now, I know some of those words like father, tender, compassion might uh, be triggering to some of us who might not have had the best relationship with our God. But just as we talked about back in December or November about sonship, God wants to adopt us. He loves us. He wants to help us. He wants to bring us closer to him. He knows about our trouble. He knows everything that we've done. Um, in Psalms uh, 6, hold on one second, I lost my place, I'm sorry. Um, but David continues to pray uh, and he writes Psalms about how God knows about his struggle and how God cares for him. Um, ultimately, God cares for us. Um, in fact, in Luke 10, there was this rich lung ruler, um, and the guy made a comment that it was, um, he wanted to know about how his wealth, um, could keep him from entering into the kingdom of heaven. It was the rich ruler and God uh, Jesus ended up saying that it's God's power, through God's power, all things are possible, that you can get through the eye of a needle, a rich man can get through the eye of the needle, 
if he believes in God. Um, But it's only through the power of God and the power of God working in each of us that he can bring us to full um, um, repentance and bring us closer to him because it's his desire that we walk with him. It's his desire that we walk in his truth. It's his desire that we walk according to his word and that we would have the power to do what pleases him and live the life that he's created for us. Even those habits and attitudes that causes us to stumble and fall, God is calling us to do things to uh, draw closer to him. And as I said, it starts with repentance. Admit that we have this problem. Um, Believe that God can help us get through it and turn away from it and begin this new relationship with God because God is ready and waiting for us to do so. All we have to do is just repent and let him in today Um, because when you repent, it removes that sin as far as east is from the west, not north and south because east and west never ends. Uh, Psalms 103 Um, says that as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removes our transgressions from us. Um, So that call to repentance um, tells us that we can draw closer to him and that our sins will be removed once we repent. Uh, Jesus commands us to repent. Um, It's literally a command. It's not an option. It's a command. And that's what real repentance is. Uh, repentance comes from that Greek word metanoia, which means to change your mind. It's a change of that mindset um, and, and in turn bring about a change of action. And when all said and done, you know, um, it doesn't matter if you drive, you know, if you're rich like a King David, if you wear designer clothes, if you sleep on a name brand mattress, mattress or wear fine boots and shoes. Um, But what matters is our relationship with God and making sure that we're always in right standing with God. And I don't know what any of us might be going through, but I really want to encourage to make sure that we remain in this right relationship. Um, Without repentance, you become those negative words that you speak. You become what you watch. Your ears um, uh, soak in because what you listen to gets into your mind and to your soul and to your spirit. Um, It's it's, it's, um, like reading a book, you know. It's like, you know, whatever you're reading, um, if it's pornography or something that you shouldn't be reading, you know, it gets into your your spirit, your mind, your, your flesh. And so it's important to make sure that we heed God's word, that um, we really struggle to be right before God. You know, we always say, you know, if, if, if doing this is right, I don't, uh, wrong, I don't want to be right. You know, that one song, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. But God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as Christians, we should always be aware that when it comes to our, our faith, it's, it's, 
It's not about being right or wrong, but it's about being loved by God and being uh, just wrapped in his arm because of God's love. That's what makes repentance even possible. We have that opportunity to come before his throne in the face of our mistakes and failures. Jesus is the one who shows up and tells us that whatever's happened to us, whatever we've done, he's still committed to us. He still loves us. He still wants uh, to, to, to save us and, and to draw us closer to him because he loves us. And so I just want to encourage you to, to just be uh, walking God's love, just um, draw away from the sins that we do. And it could be something mine, minor, you know, it could be something small at first. But as that, that ditch, that rut that I found myself in, you know, it gets larger and larger the more you do it, the more you go through it, the more you uh, find yourself in the middle of it, it gets bigger and bigger. Like David's sin, it went from, you know, looking at a young woman who is married and lusting after her to actually committing an even bigger sin of uh, um, sleeping with her and getting her pregnant. And so we need to make sure that we stay in right relationship with God and that we really um, know that we're forgiven through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It doesn't give us a license to behave any way we want to. And it doesn't give us a, a, a um, free range to do what uh, we want to. But we need to walk according to God's word. Uh, for if we, um, the Bible says that if we claim we have no sins, we're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. But if you confess your sins, he's faithful to forgive you of your sins and all wickedness. But if you claim you have not sinned, you're calling God a liar and his word has no place in your heart. As Christians, we're meant to be people who die to ourselves. And so we must die to ourselves and allow God in our life to uh, follow, uh, to guide us every step of the way. And it's important that we do this. Um, so I love this um, topic this month on repentance as a lifestyle. It's not a one-time thing, but it's a lifestyle that we must do every day, sometimes 10 times a day. You want to make sure that you are constantly in right standing with God. Amen. Father God, we just come this morning, God, praying, Lord, that all those who are on the call this morning, God, would heed to your word, God, God, and turn from whatever they're doing, God. It might start off small, God, whether it's telling a little lie, God, or, or whether it's um, lust, God, whatever it is, God, and there's no judgment here, God, but I just pray, Lord, that you would begin to minister to their soul, God, you would begin to minister to them, God, and show them, reveal to them, God, what it is, God, that we all may be in right standing with you, God, that we all may draw to you, God, 
for you love us so much, God, that not only did you give us your son, God, that your son died for us, God, but that you gave us your love and your repentance, God, that we can repent to you, God, that that we can come to you every time we uh, do a wrong or say something wrong to someone, God, that we can come to you knowing that you love us so much, God, that you will get us back in that right standing, God. And it's not about turning around three 360, as many of us have said on this call, but turning around 180, God, and completely making a changed mind to walk away from that thing, whether it's smoking, whether it's uh, cheating, whatever it is, God, to do a 180 and completely turn away and walk towards you, God, that we may be uh, loved by you, that we may live in your light, God, that we may um, honor you through our obedience, God. We just give you all the praise and glory in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, at this time, I'd like to open the call up for um, new callers and men who are on the call who would like to say good morning. If you weren't able to say it at the beginning of the call, um, we'll open it up for you to say it now and to just be greeted. Amen. If you're on mute, you can hit star 22, I think, and that can take you off mute. Kingdom blessings and God morning. Good morning. Thank you so very much for your declaration. I loved it. Good morning. Good morning. And we'll just open it up for anyone who'd like to say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, go ahead. Thank you for Good blessing. morning. Sorry oh, about wait, that. wait. We had three people. Good morning. Go ahead. Who was the gentleman? Thank you for blessing us. Good morning. Good morning. Um, and then there were two others. Good morning. This is Monica. Thank you for your declarations and thank you for the, the opening prayer. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Thank you for your declaration. God bless everyone. The call. Hey, hey. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Pam. This is Jubilant. That was an excellent uh, decoration you gave. Good morning, Juju. Um, there's morning, no one else. Oh, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Minister Pam. This is Pastor Walker and Powerful teaching and declaration. Thank you so much. Good morning, Pastor Walker. Um, we'll open it up to the love, life, and victory. And if anyone has comments or questions, we'll... Say good morning. Okay. Thank you for the declaration. Good morning. Any comments or questions or just 
uh, something that was revealed that you'd like to share? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Yes. Go right ahead. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just Didi. I'm outside. I had to walk out of the school. But your share this morning, my gosh, is when I think about David and just how, because we know sin, sin is sin, but that big old sin, that that sin of lust, that has caused so much hurt. You know, when you think about him lusting after Bathsheba like he did, and then, like you said, that rut he caught himself in, it's just one little act caused so much pain and deception. And so I was thinking about that when you were speaking, how that affects us even in 2024, where because of a little lie, there's so many people wounded because of identity crisis. And I'm speaking personally um, because a lie that was told back on conception has affected so much, if that makes sense. So we have to stop the lie at the root, right? Going back to David, who was a man out of God's own heart, when I think about that, it's like, wow, wow, we're in control of that. And we have to have a repentant heart if it's a little thing or a big thing, right? So I'm glad you brought that out because there's so many people walking hurt because of a little lie that caused so much casualty along the life. You know what I mean? So it's just like, stop. So I thank you for that. I hope what I'm saying makes sense because as I'm talking, I'm thinking about so many people that I know who was told a lie about who they really were, and now that they're grown, and it's it's caused so much damage, and they're still not healed in my own life. You know what I'm saying? So, and I I have girlfriends right now. I'm like, stop lying. Tell the truth now. It may hurt, but it'll heal. That's all. Thank you, sis. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Just that one lie, you know, and you think it's something small initially, and then before long, like I said, you got to tell another one and another one and another one just to try to keep that one lie alive. Um, And what usually ends up happening is you forget what the original lie was, (laughs) and then you start veering off your story. And it becomes a whole mess, but it totally affects every life down the line. Um, And here, you know, Bathsheba was caught up in the middle of it. She was affected. He killed her husband. You know, it was just a mess. You know what else I was going to share? Because I know know a person, a guy, you know, from the Bay. His dad had like eight kids right in the bay, and thank God he didn't end up dating the sister because they he didn't meet his sister till they were in college. Same wow. dad, but they didn't know they were. So you, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not. It's, it's it's a big. A little thing can be a big thing. So we gotta. We got. We can't continue that. Just generational foolishness. Right, right. The same thing happened Come to on. my mother. Um, you know, she was almost 80 years old before she found out she had a sister uh, due to a lie that her dad, you know, precipitated for years. And, you know, he ended up dying and now she finds out she has a sister. And, you know, it, it was just a mess. And this young girl was trying to put the pieces together as to why she didn't look like her other siblings. And, you know, come to find out she you know, wasn't. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dee Dee. Uh, go ahead. I heard someone. Oh, that was me. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> this is Rose. How are you doing? Um, Good Um, You know, it's, it's this declaration for me again is it it touches my soul. Like, I mean, so it just takes me back to all the things I've done, and thank God that God has forgiven me, and thank God that my punishment wasn't as you know could have been more severe than it was. And and oh my God, it just it just brings so much stuff back. I just thank God. I thank God that He loves us, and and like you said, no matter what we've done, God still loves us. And I do believe once you've done what you've done and you've repented, God would not allow you to go through those same things. You know, um, again, I can't imagine being 57 years old, still being a fool and doing stupid stuff, and then you know. It's just once you once you you repent, it's done, and you should. Yeah. I mean, of course, we should learn from our mistakes, but it's done. And so I'm glad. I, I say now that I'm so glad that God has forgiven me. I'm so glad. This is the best part of my life for me. I'm at peace. You know, I'm 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 free from all the lies and stuff. Like you said, one lie leads to one to another lie to another lie, and so. But I want to say this also. So um, my daughter, Kayla, and my husband, Kyle, they're doing the family tree thing online. And so they're finding out about their family, you know, the, the, the generations, the family tree. And um, Kyle, as a matter of fact, two people have contacted him in the last week, two cousins that have contacted him in the last week. Um, they found him, and they, they now, you know, they're communicating with people, with family members, and cousins that we've never known and what is crazy because Kyle said there's some stuff that went on back then because <laughs> the, um, it's not lining up and and so in some some instances the the tree stops and he was like wait a minute this don't look right and 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 like Didi was saying like um it looked like some cousins and some somebody was with somebody and it's you know he said something is going on you know and something some stuff went on that they didn't tell us and even like with the one cousin that he found, the the guy that the man that she thought was her dad all these years is not her father. So now she's trying well, to find all the dad's real kids, and is this, you know, is is you know, luckily they're finding each other now. But he's found two cousins that look just like him right here in Sacramento. <laughs> so you wow. know they, they always say what's in the dark will come to light and now it's coming 40 years later 50 years later but again comes to god that god is a forgiver amen amen um, but it it requires us to to truly honestly turn away from that sin because i know people who have repented and gone right back to doing the same thing and you know it's it's really you know making that change of mind um and not just saying you're going to repent or saying the words like you're repenting but really in your heart you know repenting and choosing to turn away um and you know yes you're right once you've really committed and done that um then you're not going back Anyone else? 
Good morning, Pamela, Rochelle. Um, awesome share, awesome share. Um, David is such a good example, but when you talked about the the um, the rich man and how he came and he knew that there was something that he needed to do different, but his heart wasn't ready to do that. He told him to sell all his riches, give up everything. He wasn't willing to do that. So his heart was right. more on, um, his, it changed. He knew when he, when God, when he got, when G, he got, Jesus got, he got, Jesus got his attention because he was drawn to him to find out what he needed to do um, to, to be in the kingdom, to, to get all the kingdom wealth. But when Jesus told him that he needed um, to sell all his witches, that's why he says it's easier for you to enter back through the eye of a needle because he knew his heart was just not willing to give up the material right. things. And and that's where we get um, distracted because we don't want to give up the things that you can't take with you, the things that are temporal. Our spiritual um, inheritance is far more greater than the material things and and people and and trying to please people and all that. So that's where our heart has to be cleansed and purged. So that that David is a great example. But when you look at that rich ruler, that's a lot of us. We don't want to give up the things that we feel are um, that we we have that we hold on to, which are merely really worthless. Right. So great share, great share. Love you. Yeah, because I love you too. So often we attach our identity to those things. It's like, you know, we are who we are because of the car we drive or because of the name brand shoes we're wearing or, you know, and, you know, it's hard to give up that because you feel like you're giving up, you know, who you are. But when you are in Christ Jesus, you know, there's nothing better than being that, you know, being a child of God, you know, there's nothing better than that. And so, you know, really, you know, we really have to, you know, repent from, you know, that, that greed of wanting, 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 wanting. Um, when, like you said, it's going to all, we can't take it with us. It's all going to go away anyway in the end. Anyone else who'd like to share? Hey, good morning. It's Moxie. I had to come off just to say, you, this, you know, Pamela, you know, I always love your declarations because you always, you know, give such a good, vivid, you know, to go into our imaginations and picture these things. And when, um, y'all gotta excuse my son in the background. I'm supposed to be woke, sorry. But um, I thought about both David and what you guys were just, what we were just speaking about the, um, the rich man, right? Because when Jesus told him to follow him, you know, give up these things that follow me, I just pictured in his in his mindset he couldn't, you know, um, see himself being he, he he didn't know the riches that was that that God had um, for him by following him. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. he was going to gain. I think that he went into his mind and thought of all the losses, like what I ain't going to have. And, oh, my God, I don't want to be like that. Or wow. then probably picturing the poor that was around him at that time. You know, so he was so not wanting to be that. He was missing what he had before him, what, I, what, I, what I'm seeing, the riches that was before him. If he would have just let, just, just gave it all up and followed, followed him. You know, being a follower 
of, of Jesus. And that's convicting me wholeheartedly right now in my decisions of what, what I'm not letting go. You get what I'm saying? So God, yeah. God, God is so good how he brings us, brings us to see, you know, and give us understanding. I'm just so grateful. And I even thought about David and when the lies and the lies and, you know, all these things he did, including murder, y'all. Like these things, like, you know, once again, you know how we do that category stuff. So I do that category stuff. So it was like, wait a minute. Um, the repentance, his godly repentance, he was truly, truly sorry for that. Like he really, you know, realized like, what the heck? I'm, like, look what I done did. Look what I've been doing all for, you know, I don't want to go there, but you know what I'm saying? And I'm, in right, my mind, right. Didn't, didn't David have other wives? Like, did he already have some? In right, home, you know, he did. Like, all, like, but you still want to look outside, and there you go. You know, but anyway, but he repented for all those things. And I, I, every time I think about that, of him being a man after God's own heart, and I, I, I used to struggle with that, but now I don't. I see you, David. I see you. I, I come on, okay? Because his heart, he, he, he wasn't never saying he wasn't um a sinner. He wasn't, you know, being, you know, doing being in his flesh. He never denied that. But his heart toward right. God and his repentance, yes, of like, man, when I messed up, he, yes, yes, God, God loves that about us. He wants us to turn and to be like, look, I, I messed up not make excuses or try to um, create a narrative of why we did it or blame, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. God, yeah. I loved it, Pam. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm just rumbling, but that was so good. I thank you. I thank you. Glory be to God. Oh, thank Glory you. Be to God. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, and that's, it, it, that's what happens sometimes, you know, here he now, you know, thinking, think, I mean, when you really look at the life of David, um, he ended up doing the very thing that Saul was trying to do to him. <laughs> you know, Saul was trying to kill him and get him caught up. And then he ended up doing the same thing to another man. And, you know, that just kind of shows the, um, you know, how sin can plant seeds in our minds, and then we end up carrying out that same thing on another person. Yes, we do. Yeah. Mm. Good morning. Go ahead. Come yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me? Good morning. Yes. Oh, this is Jim. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah, this is some rich uh, conversation today. You know, as I'm thinking about uh, King David, I just think about, um, I think about the mercy of God because, you know, after David, all he did, you know, I don't don't know how long, I don't know how long it was, I have to go back and read that it took for Nathan to come up and tell him, but I just think about the people around him, you know, because he was king, Right. Um, right. People saw what he did. You know, they knew that. You know, I mean, they saw him get with Bathsheba and and, and the whole nine yards. I mean, he even sent a note for uh, with the guy to in, for his own destruction. And um, because he was king, and I just think about so many of these. You know, a lot of these. You know, stars, people that are. You know, 
in that in that world um, that uh, kind of got these people around them condoning stuff, even though they're being self-destructive, and don't because they're you know because getting something from it, they don't say anything, you know, but out of fear or whatever, they didn't say anything to the king, and it took God, but God still had mercy on David because He sent Nathaniel, Nathan, and He knew he knew he knew David's heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I just think about, you know, the, the, the mercy of God. Because sometimes we be stuck in our sins, right? We be thinking we getting away with something because ain't nobody confronted us about it. You know? And we just keep it wow. moving. After a while, you forget that you even, you know, what, what you did. You you know, you it's, it's not even in your, in your memory. It's, it's in the rear view. And God has to bring it to, you know, to the forefront for your salvation. You know, that's that one thing that you didn't hit so deep that he has to bring it back out. And and a lot of times it does come that way. You, you get exposed in order for you to see the yeah. weight of it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what happened to me, like, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, someone spoke on, on the declaration and, you know, I was just tore up after uh, Pastor Philip, I think it was, um, a Pastor Phil, I can't remember his last name, but Pastor Philip um, spoke. And, oh, my goodness, I was just a mess after that call. <laughs> and, you know, God started bringing up stuff that had been so deep that I had not repented from. And, you know, like you said, you don't have um, people who are, holding you accountable and people who are bringing it up to you and you think that you got away with it and that, you know, you all in good standing, like you fine, but, you know, God was, you know, grieving that the Holy Spirit was grieving that, you know, what I had done. And, you know, I had to really, you know, examine myself and that's what it really requires each of us to really examine ourselves and, you know, God will bring it back to us in you know, things that we've done, maybe to siblings or someone, you know, that we need to really repent and restore that those relationships and restore our relationship back with God um, so that we're in good standing with him. And, you know, I love that, you know, Dion was really led to, um, have this be a topic, especially at the beginning of the year when we talked about, you know, um, getting uh, resolutions or setting goals. I mean, this should be the number one thing that we should all be trying to do is to start our year off right and, you know, um, repenting and, you know, making right, um, you know, with, with others that we have offended or harmed or you know, asking for forgiveness and going before them. Um, and I, I just think this is, you know, what's really needed. Um, yeah, I so agree with that. Um, you know, a lot of times we try to make all these plans, you know, uh, <laughs> where God laughs, he laughs at our plans. <laughs> but we didn't right. really should be doing is what you say, you know, what what this what this month is about is repenting, you know, and then, you know, uh if we repent, giving it to God, but also giving our, our lives to God, giving our, our year to God and let him lead and direct us. Yes. You know? Yes. 
Amen. Yeah, Thank good morning. You, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. This uh this Marv here. Listen, you know, you brought up some things um this morning that just kind of took me back to my younger days, uh my junior year in high school having a Toyota Corolla station wagon. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh but one thing, you know, I look back at it and I say, Well, you know, nothing good really came out of it because I didn't have a good mindset. Um, even though my mom gave me my first car and I was able to get around, I use it, you know, my buddies and everybody was always cutting class, going from one school to another. And and eventually, to my demise, uh, that particular car ended up getting uh, wrecked in total. Uh, but it was to my betterment in the moment uh, because I really didn't deserve to have it. I didn't, I didn't need it at the time uh, because I wasn't mature enough for it. Uh, but I okay. say that to say this, sometimes we all go through periods in our lives where um, we don't realize how much um, we need to change, uh, how much certain other things are affecting our lives. And and as we get older, we begin to look back and reflect on it. And I thank God that I made out, I made it out alive. Um, I thank yeah. God that, you know, even in the midst of me being immature and doing a lot of sneaky things, um, that I made it out alive. And so I think that's my joy today is just to be able to look back and reflect on the fact that I did make it. So even with David, um, he made it out. Um, he made a lot of bad mistakes. I mean, he affected the lives of so many people, um, but yet God spared him. And and so that's my thankful um, statement for today is just knowing that I made it out alive. So God bless you on your sharing today. And then, could I just share this too? Um, so I remember it being mentioned about the eye of the needle um, and someone saying that, you know, the rich man going through the eye of the needle, but it was actually uh, being said that it is easier for a camel, camel. Um, to go through the eye of the needle than it is for the rich man um, to get into the kingdom of heaven. And so just keep that in mind. Amen. So God bless you and have a wonderful day. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, gosh, when you were talking, it made me kind of reflect back <laughs> on my my younger years and, you know, some of the foolishness I found myself enwrapped in. And, you know, um, when I graduated from high school and went to college at 16, it's like I, I just was never in my right mind during that time. I mean, I was just wild and free and I can't even imagine that, you know, the um, it was nothing but the grace of God that the car stopped there as opposed to killing us on a freeway while I'm driving drunk, you know, just crazy nonsense stuff that, you know, we, I did as, as, as a young adult, um, as a teenager and, you know, it, it it definitely was God's hand that was on me um, and guiding me and protecting me during those times when when I was too foolish to even know the difference. Is there anyone else who'd like to share? Uh, Pamela, thank you, um, Pastor Marv, just um, for clarity to, for whom all wants to read the scripture for the um, 
the camel and the rich man. It's Matthew 19, 23 and 24. Just for clarity and understanding, we have to read and search so we'll know what, you know, so it won't get misconstrued, but we'll have the accurate word of what it says. Amen. Amen. This is uh, Dorothy on the line. I'm new. Hi, Dorothy. Uh, um, I wanted to say that um, I struggled with um, with with abuse and um, being abused and abusing substances and uh, the cycle of violence and and um, I have to say that like. I had to give up the luxury of like my own bed and and you know um all that stuff to share a bunk with thirty other women um in the same bunker in the same lodge and with a baby and um I have to say that it was a humbling experience some of us. I was feeling like this bed was the most comfortable bed in the world, and um, even though it wasn't like my bed at home, and um, and some of the other women were like, "There's bed bugs," you know, and I'm and I'm like, "Like really, what's that?" You know, and. Um, and I have to say that if it wasn't for these other women before me that put that place in that place, because we didn't even have a place to nurse our babies. So I was a nursing mother, and um, my baby would cry. And the rule was if your baby's crying, you have to go outside. So um, the lady, she took the liking to me, the, the director did. And she just looked at me, and she said, she said, you don't have to nurse out here in the cold. You, your baby is crying because she's nursing. We're getting ready to get a room ready for you, for you, for you women with babies. So just go on in there. It's not prepared. You know, we, we, you don't trip over nothing, please. She was like, please, <laughs> because I think insurance reasons, you know. And so, um, I, if it wasn't for those women before me that, 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 that decided, hey, you know, I'm going to give my, my tides or I'm going to give my, my, you know, I'm going to give my time or I'm going to give my, my service or I'm going to give my, my, my volunteering or I'm going to give my clothes, or I'm going to give my crib, or I'm going to give my bed, I'm going to give my, basically the time was the most thing to get these grants written, to get this program in place and and thrive for these women who desperately need it because I was at a time when they barely had laws for this kind of stuff to get help. And so when I finally got um, on my feet and I got help, I wanted to help everybody. And my social worker said, my social worker said, stop, be still, listen to God. Yes. He said, you are blessed right now but you're not on your feet yet. And I listened to her. I listened to her advice. And so I wanted to be a social worker. I went to school to be a social worker. I, can, I still want to be a social worker. And listening to this just, just reaffirms that, you know, you know, some my, my, my father passed away, some bad things happened, I fell back into sin or whatever. 
But Can uh, I ask you a really quick question? Did you say Darcy? Yeah. Or D- Darcy, Dar- who, who invited you to the call, sweetheart? Okay. Very good. Okay. No, I'm super. No, I'm super. I'm super excited you're here. Uh I pray that you continue to come back. And more than anything, I hope that you not only feel welcome, but I'm excited to hear your success story. Extremely, extremely excited. So I just want to tell you to keep coming back. It's a super safe space, okay? Okay. But I, I thank you for thank you for that because it, it reminded me that I you know, every step that I take, I still want to take that step and I help women today and I like doing that. And um we can't take our riches to heaven. You know, we can't take our brand names to heaven. But we all need to stay warm somewhere. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there in the, in the season that it is in of rain and coldness and hardship, you know, that there's people out there that, that take care of the community. And I just wanted to say that. Thank Amen. you so Bless much you. For, for calling. Um, thank you so much for, for joining the call. And as Dion said that, you know, we really want to invite you to come back and um, we appreciate you sharing and, you know, know that God is with you and that he is always protecting you and looking out for your very best. Is there anyone else you'd like to share? This is Joyful. Um, Thank you for your declaration. I've been listening to the comments and really enjoying them. And as um, hearing Darcy say what she said, Marv before her and the person before, the song, I Made It Out, I Made It Out All Right, is leaping in my spirit. So um, a couple of things is, you know, as people repent, I, I pray that as we're finding out things that other people have done, this repentance is an individual work for us. And as we hear and are aghast by the decisions of others and how we're impacted by them, um, God is telling us to repent. And this call this month is really focusing on it. So when we look at what someone else did and how we're impacted by their decision, oh, my God, I can't believe we didn't know this, they didn't that. Let that not be said of us. So it ought to help us really to kind of be the the, the sanitizer or the promotion for us to do our work so we won't be a part of a sentence that someone says, I didn't know. And it's not for that reason, but it's because God tells us to do so. Um, because we all, we all do. And David, indeed, God himself said he was a man after his own heart. In, I believe it's Psalm 66, David cries out to God and he wants uh, a man killed, make his children fatherless, make his wife a widow. But what David did is he got the stuff out of his heart. And so um, we know that the word tells us that the heart, who can know it, the heart is deceitfully wicked. But when we regularly ask God to search us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, we can get that nasty stuff out instead of walking around with it, smiling like it doesn't bother us or moving a little funny and different around this one or that one. 
David got it out. And so God continued to profess um, that he was a man after his own heart. Lastly, the teacher rose as we were talking about the eye of the needle. So for everybody, because this will help us, some of you already know this, but the eye of the needle refers to a narrow gateway into Jerusalem. So when camels would come into the city, there was this small entryway in order for the camel to come in. Um, proverbially, it looked like a needle to come through there. And in order for the camel to get through, they had to unload their anything they were carrying. Otherwise, they wouldn't get in. So that description of that man is speaking of the things he was carrying in order to come in for narrow is the way. You're going to have to take off all of your bags, all of what you have. And we know that if we are going, if we're willing to lose our life for Jesus, we'll find it. But if not, then we'll lose it. So again, great share. Uh, enjoying the comments. Thank you, everybody. And God bless you, Darcy. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for um, correcting us on the um, eye of the needle. I know when I was doing the declaration, I kind of messed it up um, when I was uh, quoting that scripture. So thank you so much for that. Beautiful declaration today. Thank you. God bless you. Well, if there's no one else who would like to share, um, we will um, end the call and um, give you a few few minutes back. <laughs> Is there anyone else? I'll give you just a few minutes if there's someone else. All right, well, let's just end in a word of prayer. Father God, we just come to you this morning, God, before your throne of grace, God, just worshiping you, God, and acknowledging who you are, God. You are so um, magnificent, God. You are so mighty, God. You love us, God, in the deepest of our, our, our sins, God. You are yet there for us, God, waiting with your arms open wide, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bless each one on this call, God, um, those who are struggling with issues, God, and those who are um, have have repented, God, and walking in their uh, the life that you have given them, God, according to your will, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just cover each of us, God, Protect us, God, this day, God, as we move through this day. God, I pray, Lord, that you would um, uh, cause each of us, God, to to examine our life, God, to examine each word that comes out of our mouth, God. Uh, examine the things that we see and the things that we hear, God, and that we not allow uh, sin to easily beset us, God, that we fall into uh, things that we don't need to, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just cover us, God, and protect us, God. God, for we just give everything to you, God, today. We commit this day to you, God, and um, allow your will to be done in our lives. For it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Love you to life. Have a blessed day.
Amen, amen. Love Thank you, you Hallelujah. Have a good one. 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 Have a good